information has been deemed insufficient and then no further action will be taken. It's over. An effort to recall Nevada Governor Steve Sisolak has failed. The effort came nowhere near close to the needed signatures to succeed. Don Dykenukum interviewed Wayne Thorley with the Nevada Secretary of State's office. They needed to turn in at least 243,995 uh, to even move on to the next step, which is mm -hmm. signature verification. A care facility in Sparks is under investigation by the state of Nevada after a spike of COVID-19 cases at the facility, including three patient deaths. Lucia Starbuck has been investigating for This Is Reno. Like, outbreaks are not being minimized. They're not stopping. They're happening in Vegas. They're happening here. And before and after we've entered phase one. For This Week in Reno News, I am Bob Conrad with thisisreno.com. Hundreds of businesses in the greater Reno area face complaints from employees. Lucia Starbuck spoke with Craig Medole with the Nevada chapter of the Associated General Contractors. Nevada OSHA has actually, on April 20th, released the most recent guidance for construction employers for compliance during the pandemic. Medole says firms are following state guidance, but the nature of their work means social distancing, as one example, is not always possible. You know, initially... After the, I believe it was the, the initial guidance came out on March 18th, it took a little bit of time for the, you know, you were retraining an industry's workforce to do something they've never done before, which is ensure you're always six feet distant. And so you're breaking generations of habit of, you know, walking up and asking a question. Some construction firms have received thousands of dollars in fines. Sometimes um, OSHA will give a citation just and then the contractor provides the rest of the information and they say, oh, okay, we weren't aware of all of those circumstances and then the citation is withdrawn. Madol says that even though some businesses have received citations, there is more to the process that can determine if the businesses were acting appropriately. A recall effort against Governor Steve Sisolak was declared moot by the Nevada Secretary of State. Don Dykenukum interviewed Wayne Thorley with the Secretary of State's office. The petition has been deemed insufficient, and then no further action will be taken. It's over. It's over. Yep. It is over. Okay. Lucia Starbuck has been investigating the COVID-19 outbreak at Arbor's Memory Care in Sparks. Six staff members and 32 residents tested positive for COVID-19, and three residents have died. 
Thanks for having me, Bob. So it's it's really hard to get information from the facility from the state public health department, but I think that the first confirmed case was on May 12th, and within a week we saw all those other cases and those three deaths. So I think it kind of shows how quickly it spreads if, unless you isolate that individual. Um, we're still not sure of the timeline on when the deaths occurred, but a staff member told me the first death was also on May 12th, so I'm, I'm we're not sure when that first case really came about, but it's just kind of a lot of confusion about what's going on and then some folks are being hospitalized some folks are still there so just trying to figure those things out was part of the reason for the spike in cases because of the testing that occurred or had residents been getting tested all along so the reason that that person got that resident got tested was because he was sent to the hospital. So he got tested at the hospital and then it came back that he had tested positive. Um, the staff member told me before that no residents and no staff have been tested. I was told there was concern back in um, late April. There was a resident on April 30th. He had passed away in the facility um, about a week or so leading up to his death. He was experiencing COVID-19 symptoms, a fever, a cough. Um, however, he never got tested and he passed away and it was deemed um due to the progression of his dementia of natural causes, but he was being treated for an upper respiratory illness um, when he passed away, and that was in um, late April. So that there has been some concern even before this first confirmed death. You know, one thing a couple readers have sent over to us is this, what they're describing as a, a ghastly photo of from the facility's newsletter of staff arm in arm, close to one another, uh, not wearing masks, not wearing PPE. Uh, what are these employees telling you that you've spoken with? From what I was told, this, the management didn't take it seriously until that resident passed away. Um, before, so that's kind of everything before May 12th, staff were given um, cloth masks. They were told to disinfect them at their homes. When they did get PPE, it didn't seem like it was enough. It was either not being fitted properly. And I was also told they received about, in the beginning, they re- on like May 12th, they received 12 Oh, sorry, they received 16 N95 masks. And at that time, there were about 20 staff members there. So that was kind of a concern. And then also just this, a su- not super of a strict screening process. So it was kind of like, get your temperature taken, taken, and then you check a box that says you don't have any symptoms. No verbal questioning, no... How, how are you feeling? Are you feeling any kind of symptoms? Have you some things like that? And then also just um, staff member being exposed to people who have tested a positive. So it just kind of seems like it was nothing was taken like super seriously. Like you said, that April newsletter, those I think some of the photos were kind of from like late March, but it seems like it took a death to really like put a fire under their butt. From my reporting, my frustration is just stemming from um Steve Sislak's benchmarks for reopening. One of the criteria is minimizing outbreaks at um, care facilities. Cases are still rising daily. Um, I reported about um, for the statewide total, about a quarter of, of COVID-19 deaths are from residents at long-term care facilities. To hear the rest of this story, become a This Is Reno subscriber at thisisreno.com forward slash subscribe. For KWNK Community Radio, I'm Bob Conrad with thisisreno.com.